from Washington. This is a special episode of Talking Tax. I'm your host, Siri Belusu. It seems like every day, the potential impact of the coronavirus grows larger and larger. As we record this today, the afternoon of March 12th, it shows no signs of slowing down. This virus is going to have lots of consequences, but today we're talking about the effects it will have inside finance departments. If you're a CFO of a company, either large or small, what should you be doing about this global pandemic and what can you do? Today, we're bringing you a discussion with Ash Noah. He's a managing director at the Association of International Certified Professional Accountants and a former CFO of a global logistics provider. Ash started off by talking about the immediate challenges facing CFOs. So the biggest challenge is the level of uncertainty. How long will it go on for? How accurate is the data about this virus? And really to have a plan that is quick enough to respond to what is going on. So um, agility of the organization and agility of the business is really going to be tested uh, over the next coming days and weeks uh, as events unfold, as markets react, as customers react. And so the heightened level of uncertainty is really the biggest challenge. Is there any comparison you can make um, to another situation where CFOs have to sort of go about their business with very little staff? I mean, is this on the level of the 2008 financial crisis or is this kind of like when lots of people take time off over the holidays at the same time? So um, this is a really unique crisis in, in terms of the effect it has on individuals. This is almost like a 2008 crisis combined with a 9-11 crisis, combined with a Gulf War crisis. Um, so the, the, there is so much happening. Uh, it and, and talking about the Gulf War, it reminds me, I was actually in Bahrain and Dubai in the Middle East um, as a CFO for our uh, logistics entity um, out of uh, based out of the Middle East. Um, and um, we had to ship all our staff home uh, we had to um, ship families back home to where they belong. Uh, we were at minimum skeleton staff um, trying to keep the business going uh, and, and all non-essential staff were basically sent home. And and so I, I really am reminded of that situation where we had to be uh, on call. Uh, and, and this was in the 90s. We didn't have mobile phones. We didn't have the technology we have today. We didn't have the video conferencing and the Zoom technologies we have. So, um, yes, it is a similar situation where one had to deal with uncertainty. One had to really keep a close eye on customers, on um, debt levels, on um, bank balances. Were, were banks able to meet our needs for cash uh, in the local banks? Um, and, and, and so there were some key issues around preparedness. Um, did we have adequate fuel for our vehicles because we, we were in the logistics business um, and, and stock, stocking up on, on fuel in case there was an emergency. Uh, so, so there are all these unknowns. And, and what is good today is every organization has some level of disaster recovery planning um, the the levels of and and the availability of technology and offsite backups and uh, these plans are really in place for times like this. 
Um, and those businesses that have robust disaster plans um, will be able to do better scenario planning at this point in time. What would you say were the biggest lessons for you coming out of that Gulf War time and, and your experience in the Middle East? So have a disaster recovery plan to hand. Know exactly what situations would trigger the action. And, and the more immediate the response is, the better the resilience will be. So this really is about agility and resilience. And that requires planning, having a plan, knowing uh, emergency contacts, knowing which banks to turn to, um, knowing uh, and having backup plans around cash, uh, around uh, supply chain, around uh, key critical um, impacts on your capability to do business. These are absolutely essential and the CFO has to be involved in this planning and in also recognizing and analyzing the impacts on the business. Because at the end of the day, um, the CFO sh is, is the one that is the steward of the business uh, and, and should be building the trust, um, building trust within the company, within the enterprise, but also the, the trust and the reputation outside the enterprise can be severely tested at this point in time. So really having a plan which is robust and being able to invoke it and implement it immediately is critical. Looking back, um, we were not as prepared as we should have been. In terms of communicating with investors, how is it that large multinationals safeguard the process of um, their quarterly earnings reports to make sure that they go out on time and that they're reliable? So at this point in time, there doesn't seem to be an immediate danger of uh, not being able to report Q1 results. Um, there, the, the levels of staffing, uh, the level of sickness um, is not as spread that one in five people are not turning up to work. Uh, unable to perform duties. So um, the uh, the level of automation as well in, in uh, gathering the information, the technologies that are available today. Um, a, a lot of companies, uh, large companies have uh, pretty robust systems um, that will be able to handle this kind of a event. So Q1 results for sure are not at risk. If this continues to be prolonged and if the levels of staff that are unable to work, so, so there's a level of staff that can still work from home remotely, can still operate and transact and report, um, that will not be affected in the immediate future until there's a pandemic, even within our environment where people are unable to work and perform their duties. Um, that's when this will become rather serious if we are unable to close the books, unable to reconcile the accounts, and unable to publish uh, external results. Um, so in terms of uh, communicating with the investors, uh, the investors are one of the stakeholders. Um, uh, the, the communication that needs to happen needs to happen with internal staff, needs to happen with external customers, uh, this is a really important time on how you treat your customers and how you treat your staff 
this is what will build customer confidence for the future or it could really tear it down. Uh, this is when how a business responds to its staff and to its customers is going to be telling and, and will have repercussions for the immediate future. Um, and, and it's an opportunity to build trust with your customers, to build trust with your investors, uh, a level of transparency that is required at this point in time. Um, and, and these are the kind of things that the CFO should really be involved in um, to, to present these scenarios to internal management, um, to help them um, to navigate a totally unknown outcome and territory um, is, 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 is really, it now really is the time when the CFO should be doing that. So on the other side of the coin, what is it that federal agencies like the IRS or Treasury Department, what is the ask from them that they could be doing to make life easier for CFOs? Uh, so the uh, AICPA has just issued um, uh, and, and called for tax relief for individuals uh, and for businesses. Um, some, some broad relief measures were asked for in terms of deadlines to allow individuals and businesses additional time, uh, not just to file, but also to make payments, uh, perhaps delay them to October 15th, um, waive the late payment and penalties. Um, we, we suggested that the IRS uh, allows for that. Uh, and other relief, such as uh, wa- waiving underpayment penalties for 2020, um, waiving the estimated tax payments um, and, and delaying that to September 15th. Um, we also asked for an extension of the IRA contribution deadline for the businesses. Waiving late payment penalties and interest would, would be something that the AICPA would support. Um, so these are these are some of the specific um, items of relief that uh, the IRS um, should be considering. That's all for this week's episode. You can find up-to-the-minute news on coronavirus and its impact on tax and accounting at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website again is news.bloombergtax.com. From Washington, I'm Siri Belusu. Thanks for listening. When it comes to the environment, there are, let's say, a lot of moving parts. Climate change, air pollution, water pollution, chemical contamination, endangered species, renewable energy, superfund, asbestos, recycling, lead, mold, radon, stormwater... That's where Parts Per Billion comes in. Join me, David Schultz, on the Parts Per Billion podcast every Wednesday to sort out everything that's going on in the environment, from the courts to Congress to your backyard. Download and subscribe to Parts Per Billion wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks for listening.